yes, it's getting good. It's getting good. Oh, oh. Hey, uh, a couple things before I get rolling is number one, how good has the lead? How, how good have these skit guys been today or th- this week? Aren't they awesome? You you wouldn't know Snowball is your favorite. I like Snowball too. I like them all. Okay. Hey. The other thing is, is usually uh, when, I, when I get to do camps, I usually come up like after the band, and so I like to thank them, but it's been a little weird having the skits in between. But can we give a big round of applause for Isaac and the band back there? Dude, I, uh, Joseph and Cobb and Jenna, did you notice Jenna up here playing the bass? Yeah, can't play bass, so good job there. Uh, dude, I, I just, I love just sitting back there and worshiping. They are they're rocking it, and I, dude, it did my heart good. Y'all were singing so good tonight. So well done. I think God's just up there going like, yeah, Hume Lake. They got it going on. So good job. I'm proud of you guys. All right. Hey, we got a lot to cover tonight. Um, uh, let me just, just shout it out. I'm not going to call in. Just shout it out real fast and then stop. Who's your favorite superhero? Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, good. Okay, now, now listen. Good, you guys are great. Now, here's the deal. When, that's good. Remember this whole thing. If I say, hey, we got to stop, we got to move on. Otherwise, we'll be here all night, right? Now, here's the deal. Uh, when I was a kid, we didn't have Marvel like y'all have, Okay. Uh, Those were only if you read comic books. When I was a kid, we had a cartoon called Super Friends, all right? And Super Friends, yeah, see the old people know. Wait, why are you clapping? Okay, so Super Friends had uh, all the cool, like, you know, Superman and Aquaman and Batman, all that stuff. And for me, I was a huge Superman fan because, listen, when the debate comes about the greatest superhero, and let's not debate, but I I need you to understand, it's Superman. He can do everything, right? Like, no, 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 no. He can do everything. So, now here's the deal. Now here's the deal, okay? When I was four years old, I lived in this podunk backwards town, cow town called Bakersfield, all right? (laughs) I knew, I knew, yeah. That's right. Now, all right, now listen. So I'm just kidding. I loved Bakersfield. Four years old, I'm living in Bakersfield. Okay, we call it a baker's patch. Now, here's the deal, okay? So four years old me loved Superman. And so uh, when I was a kid, y'all have it made now because all these plastic playgrounds and stuff like that, in my days, all the playgrounds were made out of metal, okay? Old people can relate with me, all right? Now, and this is the way that it worked was I lived off of Ming Avenue in these apartments, and there was this playground off of Ming that my mom used to take me to all the time. And I, um, we went. Now, Bakersfield, if y'all know, like gets hot, right? And I don't know how hot it was. I was four years old. I wasn't smart. And so we go, and the way the metal playgrounds worked is, is those would get hot too. And so my mom took me in the morning, and here's little four-year-old me climbing up the metal stairs. You get up to the metal platform, and you slide down the metal slide. And it worked really good for a long time. And then at one point, Four-year-old me got up to the top and noticed how hot it was on my hands. And I'm up there, and I realized that when I slide down, it's going to burn my bottom. 
And, and so four-year-old me is like, what am I going to do? I can't go slide down the slide again because it's going to burn my bottom. And I can't go back down the, the, the stairs because it'll burn my hands because it just did. And so I have a brilliant idea. I am Chip. No, nay, I am Superman. And so... What I do is I go up to the edge of the platform. Now, y'all, this thing was like 10 feet tall, 10 feet tall. And I look down and I'm like, well, that's pretty high, but I am Superman. And I kid you not, this is 100% true story. I I promise I'm not going to lie to you again, okay? I stand at the end. I look out of my mom. I give the wink and I put my arm up like this, and I jump off, and I yell, Superman! And I fell flat on my face in the sand. And the next thing I remember is my friend, I forget, little four-year-old friend, bringing me water and waking me up, and oh, it was a disaster. Now, I tell you that story because we're going to talk a little bit more about superheroes in a little bit, but what I wanted you to understand is I want to recap our journey a little bit so far because we've been talking about absolute truths and how absolute truths are the truths that never change, right? And, and, and they are absolute truths or what we can fully trust because they were set into motion by the everlasting God, the God of the universe, Adonai, who is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who breathed the world into existence. He created these absolute truths in our world that we can trust. And we've been looking through this book of John so far to discover these uh, absolute truths. Now, tonight is going to be 100% about absolute truths about Jesus, Now, much of John 1 was to establish, and as you read it, was to establish, John was trying to establish um, that Jesus as as God and how Jesus started his ministry at the age of 30, all right? So uh, this is where we're going to kind of pick up in the story that Jesus is at the age of 30, and in it, you can see in John chapter 2 and John chapter 3 that kind of got talked about in the skit is that Jesus starts to perform these miracles, these things that can't be explained, only God could do. Uh, in, in chapter 2, he turns water into wine at a wedding. Uh, in chapter 5, he heals a, a, a man uh, that had been paralyzed for 38 years. Uh, in, uh, you guys saw the, they were talking about the story in chapter 4 where the official's son gets healed. And, and what I want you to understand is much of the reason why Jesus did miracles was as we read in Acts 2.22, because it was a way for him to prove that he was God. And, and, and he needed to do that so that people could understand he truly was God. And not just God, but that Jesus was the promised Savior. Let me backtrack for a second. Uh, let's go back in time. So everybody kind of do the... Okay, thank you. Okay, good. Excellent. Now, so here's the deal. Back in the old days, back in the Old Testament we're reading, there was God's chosen people, the Israelites, a.k.a. the Hebrews, a.k.a. the Jews. Raise your hand if you ever heard of them. Okay, awesome, good. We're on the same track. Now, here's the thing. Those people were God's people who God promised to a man named Abraham that he would have a huge family, that his descendants would be like the numbers of stars in the sky and the sand in the shores and all that fun stuff. For years, these Jewish people, the Israelites, had been mistreated. 
There was moments when they had been taken captive and, and all kinds of different things. They were in wars and, and, and lots of bad, rough stuff was happening to them. And much of the Old Testament in the Bible, remember the, the scriptures, the laws that we were talking about before, were filled with all these different um, guys who God spoke through and gave these things called prophecies. Say that with me. One, two, three. Prophecies. Now, prophecies were where God spoke to men and had them write down these truths or speak these truths about this man who was going to come to earth someday and save the Israelites. Let me give you just a, a little recap of some of the prophecies that were made, okay? Think of them almost as like predictions that we knew were going to come true, right? God spoke these things. And so things like Micah 5.2 said that the Savior would be born in Bethlehem. Zechariah 9.9 says the Savior would come riding in on a donkey. 2 Samuel 7.12-16, uh, the Savior would be from the family of David. Zechariah 11 said that the Savior would be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. Okay, So these prophecies were made about this coming Savior, this coming Messiah who was going to come and save the Israelites, save the Jewish people. And they were waiting and waiting and waiting. In fact, listen to this. They had been waiting for over 700 years. Could you imagine that for a second? Like if somebody says, all right, listen, I'm going to give you a bag of uh, SPKs. All right, uh, you know, we know what SPKs are at this point, right? Sour Patch Kids. Okay, they're like, okay, I'm going to give you some Sour Patch Kids. You just got to wait. And 700 years later, they finally bring it to you. Okay, would you be tired of waiting after like a year? Or seven minutes, probably, yeah, okay? So here we go, 700 years later. Now, I know that some of you right now are looking at me like, Chip, I, I don't know what you're talking about. So let, let's give a little illustration to help you understand this, okay? I need, uh, I need a volunteer. You raised your hand first. Okay, come on. Wait, were you up here before? No. Oh, uh, sit your fanny down. Okay, right there, curly hair dude, yeah. Come up here. All right. You don't even know what you're going to have to do right now. Okay, what's your name? Brady. Brady? Brady, stand right there. All right. Turn and face me. All right. So Brady here is shreddy. Whatever that means. Okay. All right. So Brady. Okay. All right. Excellent. Looking good. Looking good. Everybody say, what's up, Brady? Okay. Now, here's the deal. Okay. So let's pretend that Brady here is a superhero, all right? Let's just pretend. Okay, good. Uh, somebody, raise your hand. Don't shout it out. Raise your, don't raise your hand before I ask a question. I might say, who farted? Oh, this guy, this guy. All right, cool. Okay, raise, <laughs> you're going to be really careful now. Raise your hand if you've got a, a superhero name for Brady, okay? Let's keep it PG and nice, okay? Uh, right there in the yellow sweatshirt. Yeah, what do you got? Curly man. Okay, that's good. Hey, chill out. All right. So curly man. So uh, curly man, give us a pose. I like that. You know, superhero names are always boring. Yeah, good. Excellent. Okay. Were you like curling your hair or something? Yeah, okay. All right, cool. Okay, so here's the deal. Okay, so this is what I want. Let's pretend that curly man here, a.k.a. Brady, uh, was, uh, let's just say that 500 years ago, 500 years ago, 500, let's just say 500 years ago, somebody came out and they said, 
In 500 years, the Lord has spoke to me and said that in 500 years, there will be a great disaster at Hume Lake. However, however, there will be a superhero who will come along that will save Hume Lake. His name will be Curly Man. Now, this is what I want you guys to do, okay? I need, let's pick seven more people who farted. Why do you guys keep putting your hands up? Gosh, okay. Hands down, hands down. Listen to what I say first. Okay, I need seven attributes of superhero-ness for him. Like what makes him a superhero? Like superpowers, okay? I need seven things. Yeah, one. No, no, no. He has a cape. We know that. Yeah, you. Go. Yeah, hand way up high. Yeah, you. His curls make him stronger. Okay, little Samson-esque right here. Okay, so his curls make him stronger. Okay, that's good. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's stay. We got his hair. Yeah, what? He farts poison. That's how he kills. Is that true? I don't know. Okay. Okay, so he farts poison. His curls make him stronger. Yeah. Yeah. I like her because she's just like this. Like, yeah, he'll call on me. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, his cape makes him fly. That's good. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, in the beanie. He has invincibility. Okay, I'm going to try to remember all these because I forgot my pen. Okay, his cape makes him fly. He can fart poison. He has invincibility. And his curl. Okay, uh, yeah. He owns a what? A flamethrower. Wait, invincibility or invisibility? Let's go with both. Okay, hands down, hands down. We got it. We got it. I know, I know, I know. Just, just listen, listen. All right, now, here's the deal, okay? So 500 years ago, there was a guy who said that Hume Lake was going to be... Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. A pen. I, I'll, I'll, write them, I'll write them down if I forget, but thank you. Okay, now, here's the deal, okay? So 500 years ago, there was a guy who predicted that Hume Lake was going to have a disaster, but there was going to be a superhero named Curly Man who was going to have invisibility, invincibility, have farting power to fart poison. Uh, he was going to have curly hair that gave him strength. Okay. And a flamethrower. And I'm going to add... Um, no, no. Okay, hey, hey, hey. All right. And... I'm going to add that he had eyes that made girls melt. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I just lost you guys. Okay. Now. All right. All right. All right. All right. So. No, no, no. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So here's the deal. All right. Hang with me. Hang with me. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. We all ready? Okay, so here's the deal, okay? This is what I need you guys to understand. Let's say that there were seven things that were predicted about him, okay, 500 years ago. The odds of all seven of those and his name, so really eight things being correct about this promised person that was going to save Hume Lake 500 years later, listen to this, is one in 100 million billion. Okay, that's 10 to the 17th power, the odds of all eight of those things being correct about Curly Man right here. In other words, it's impossible. Let me give you back to our golf ball analogy here, okay? 
if I can find a golf ball. Oh, here it is. Okay, so it would be like, th this is the odds. If I fill the entire state of California with golf balls, okay, just straight across, and I put one dot, I don't know if you guys can see that, on, uh, on one of them, and I dropped the one dotted golf ball in the middle of somewhere in California, and I told you that you had one opportunity to find that golf ball that had on the dot on it. That are the, the odds of you finding that one golf ball are the same odds of us being eight out of eight on the predictions of this coming person who was going to save Hume Lake. All right. Good job, Curly Man. I'll tell you what, you can't get out of here without... What do you think? SPKs. SPKs. Woo. All right. Now. Now. Okay. So I tell all you guys this because of this. Listen. And here's another mind blower. There weren't just seven or eight predictions or prophecies that were made about Jesus. In fact, uh, depending on kind of how you break them down, there was somewhere around 60 different prophecies. So where these prophets, these wise guys that God had spoken through that told about this coming Messiah, this coming Savior, that was going to be over 60 different things. And you, I don't even know what, the, 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 what it would be for all of those things to be true. But Guess how many of those things that Jesus fulfilled, how many he fit in. So, so Curly Man was only eight, and out of the 60, how many do you think Jesus did? Like five of them, 10 of them? Yeah, hey, you guys are smart. Listen to this. Listen. Listen, because this is so important, and this, is, this ought to be mind-blowing to you. Guys, all of them, every single thing that had been prophesied about him, Jesus did them all. He rode it on a donkey. He was born in Bethlehem. He was a descendant of David. He was betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. He was pierced in the side. The list goes on and on. All these prophecies that were made about him, Jesus fulfilled them all. So our absolute truth, number one for tonight, is this, that Jesus is the Savior that was prophesied about. Listen, there are a lot of confused people in this world who don't think that Jesus was that guy, but they're crazy because Jesus fulfilled every single prophecy that was out there. And so we can know that Jesus is the Savior that was prophesied about that 700 years before. And not only that, but Jesus did come and perform these miracles to prove that he was God. He fulfilled the prophecies. He demonstrated that he was God, all of them. And so what's interesting, and you kind of see it in the skit, is that people started to really wrestle with this, okay? Now look at me, look at me, because I need you guys to remember this. We see the skits up here, and that's pretend, and it's kind of illustrating, but these stories that we read in the Bible and what we read about Jesus, these all are 100% true. These happened 2,000 years ago. None of this is made up. 100%, we talked about that this morning, is 100% true. These are real stories. And so here we have these people that were around Jesus, like we see in the setting here, who were truly wrestling and asking this question, well, who is this guy? Like, is he for real? Is this, is this guy for real? And so I kind of want to walk through a few of those. Um, the story that I really liked, and I want to kind of um, just real briefly recap it, was the, the cat. 
And the cat in the story represented a story that we read in John chapter 4. And I'll recap it real fast and you kind of got it. But Jesus shows up uh, to this town and he comes to get water at a well. And there's a woman there who came to get water. And uh, she came at times when other people weren't there because she was different. She was called a Samaritan. And Samaritans and Jews didn't really get along. Uh, In fact, the Samaritans were kind of like... Um, the half-breeds of, of the people, like they were half-Jewish. and they were, yeah, they were no good, right? And so um, they didn't associate with each other. And so when Jesus comes up, a Jewish, remember, Jesus was Jewish. He was an Israelite. And he comes up to talk to her. She's like, whoa, you, you shouldn't be talking to me if you knew who I was. And Jesus is like, if you knew who I was, you, you, you wouldn't be saying that. And, and, and it leads to this in John 4, 29. And, and she, what happens is, is, is he tells her this stuff about her, and then she goes off and tells other people about her interaction with Jesus. And in John 4, 29, she says, Come see a man who told me all that I ever did. And this is the question that she asked. Listen to this. She says, Can this be the Christ? See, like I said, everybody was starting to wrestle with, well, who is this guy? And she starts to ask the question, Is he the Savior? Is he the one that all those prophecies were made about that was told that he was going to come and save the Jewish people? Is this him? She knew that Jesus was something special. And like I said, Jesus came and started doing all of these amazing miracles. I want to jump out of the book of John for just a second to kind of to help you guys understand this. We're going to tell a few more stories about what Jesus did specifically. All right, so turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 2. Okay, so Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. So John, Luke, Mark. Go to Mark chapter 2. Okay, and, and I need, we're going to try to do this really quick. But I need, I, need, um, I need five guys just super fast. Super fast. I need five guys. Okay. Hey, look. Four in the front row right there and you behind. Come on. Come on. Just come up here real fast. It's all good. It's all good. Don't worry about it. I know you didn't raise your hand. Whoo, that was close. Okay, come here. Who's the smallest dude? Oh, yeah, all right, come here. Okay, come here, come here, come here, come here. Okay, so I'm going to tell this story. So, Home Fries, I need you to, oh, hey, do you guys like this? My wife made this for me. This is a t-shirt quilt. Super rad, huh? Okay, all right, I know. Okay, what's your name? Jonah. Jonah, get on the, get on there. No, just get on it. Don't worry about it. You got Crocs on. Whoa, I almost get it. Okay, you four, take a corner. Take a corner. I know. Hey, hey, listen, y'all. Okay, I got to be honest here. This is dangerous, okay? Because I don't want to see Jonah Superman off this thing because you throw him off. Okay, so, hey, sit down, dude. What are you, what are you doing? Lay down. Now, okay, now, now everybody hold still. I'm going to tell you when to move, okay? So don't get crazy. Okay, so here's the deal, okay? Mark chapter 2, okay? So let me read the story, Okay? It says, and when he, that's Jesus, returned to Capernaum uh, after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. So y'all got this so far? So Jesus is in a house and he's teaching people. Hold still, dudes. Okay. And he was preaching the word. And then, uh, and they came, and here we go. Okay. Here's your guys' part. Okay. And they came. Are you guys coming? And they came bringing to, dude, pick him up, man. <laughs> what? Can, oh, my. 
Hey, don't, okay, bring them over here. Okay, 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 now set them down, set them down. Gentle, gentle, holy cow. Man, hey, hey. Okay, yeah, less corn dogs. Okay, here we go. Okay, now listen. Okay, wait, 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 well, you guys aren't done. You guys aren't, hey, you guys need to hit the weights more. Come on, man, he's little. All right, all right, now, here's the deal. You know what, if, hey, let, hey, let's be honest, if he was a Giants fan, he would be able to lift them a little bit easier. Okay, okay, all right, all right, I know, Bakers, okay, all right, wait, okay, I lost you, okay, here we go, here we go, okay, where we are, okay, verse four, verse four, and when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof, and when they had made an opening, they let the they let down the bed on which the... Par- no, don't put them in there. <laughs> That's a good idea, but don't do it. Okay? And uh, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, listen to this. Okay, listen, because this is super important. Don't focus on the guys for a second. Listen. This is, what he's, this is what they said. This is what Jesus says. Jesus says in verse 5, Son, your sins are forgiven. Dude, you guys, this is crazy. Okay, because here Jesus is, and Jesus is in here teaching, and these dudes, these friends, bring their friend, this paralytic, like he couldn't use his legs, and they bring him to Jesus. They take him up through a roof and bring him down. And Jesus, what do, you, what do you think that they were expecting to happen when they brought their friend to Jesus? He was, right, he was going to get healed, right? He was going to get healed. And instead, Jesus doesn't heal him. He says, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now, somebody raise your hand. Don't shout it out. Raise your hand. What's the problem with that? Like, why would, why would that have been a problem? Yeah, right. Hang on, boys. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, right there. In the glasses, in the glasses. He, they, they expected him to be healed, right? But he said, son, your, your sins are forgiven. Dude, who can forgive sins? God. God, that's it. All right, you guys are doing good. Okay, good job. Get out of here. Get out of here. Nice work. Nice work. Well done. Jonah, well done. You did the best. I know. You were incredible. What? I know. I know. Listen. Listen. All right, now listen. Shh. Listen. Listen, because boys, boys, boys. This is really important. This is really important. Because in this moment, God, uh, Jesus said, son, your sins are forgiven. Go back to, let's go, keep reading, verse six. Verse six. Now some of the scribes are sitting there questioning in their hearts. Why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately, Jesus perceiving in his spirit that these things were in their hearts, uh, uh, sorry, but immediately, where are we? Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, why do you question uh, these things in your heart? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise, take up your bed and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them all so that they were amazed and glorified God saying, and they said this, we never saw anything like this. 
Guys and girls, I need you to understand something really, really important in this moment that happened 2,000 years ago on earth. There was a man who lived, this 30, 31-year-old dude at the time who was living, and he claimed to be God. If anyone else ever around you claims to be God, you ought to think that they're crazy. But there was this man 2,000 years ago named Jesus that did that. And he said, yeah, listen, I know that only God can forgive sins. But guess what? I can forgive sins. You know why? Because I'm God. That's what Jesus was declaring. He was claiming to be. This statement was huge. And it brings us to absolute truth number two for the night. And that's this, that Jesus is God. And he comes with all of his authority. This man that lived on earth claimed to have all of the authority of God, all the power of God. And he demonstrated it over and over and over. Turn back to John chapter 5. John chapter 5, verse 18. says this. This is why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him. Why? Because he claimed to be God. Because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. See, Jesus was claiming to be God, and this was a big, big deal. Uh, Let me ask you guys a question. Um, I do this a lot of times. I I lead a baptism class at our church, and I'll ask the question, uh, what makes someone a Christian? What makes someone a Christian? Raise your hand and give an answer for me. Um, What makes someone a Christian? Yeah, go. They believe in Christ. Christ. All right, good. Anybody else? Yeah, in the very back. Okay, yeah. I I tell you what, you kind of already got it, and this is good. I'm glad that that was the answer. This is the end, hands down. This is the answer that I get a lot of times. I say, what does it mean to be a Christian? And a lot, of, a lot of kids your age will say, students your age, will say, uh, someone who believes in God. Well, what's wrong with that statement? Because what did I miss? What did I not say? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Oh, believes. Okay, so good. Even the devil, even the demons believe. Yeah, Harper. Who? 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 No, I trust who? The Lord. Okay, the Lord. Yeah, that's great. Who? Yeah, in the back. Jesus Christ. Right? You see the difference? See, I can say that I believe in God, but the difference, y'all, of someone who is a Christian is someone who, as you've said, put their faith and trust in what Jesus did for them because Jesus claimed to be God. I want to finish with a couple stories just to help you understand that true stories of what Jesus did to help you understand that he's God, okay? Um, The first one, flip over one chapter to John chapter 6, okay? John chapter 6, verse 16. And these might be my two favorite stories about Jesus. Again, true things that happened to him 2,000 years ago. John 6, 16 through 20 says this. When evening came, his disciples went down to the lake, where they got into a boat and set off across the lake for Capernaum. By now it was dark, and Jesus had not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing, and the waters grew rough. And when they had rowed about three or four miles, 
they saw Jesus approaching the boat. Pause. Okay, this is nuts, y'all. This is nuts. The disciples get in a boat. Was Jesus in the boat with them? No. They row out three or four miles out into the lake. And then all of the sudden, middle of 19, it says, Jesus approached the boat walking on the water. Look, I'm a water skier. I love water skiing. And, and I, I used to barefoot a lot. My son, Miles, my oldest, he tried to barefoot. And barefoot skiing is when you water ski without uh, skis, right? And so he was learning on this thing called a boom outside of the boat. And, and Miles is barefooting. And, and he put, like, the guy that was instructing him says, okay, put your feet down. And he puts them down and boom, flat on his face. So like, it's okay, it's okay, you can do it again. So Miles is trying again. Get down, put your feet down. You're going to walk on water. Boom, hits it. I, do, I bet Miles tried that day 20 times, and he kept smashing his face. He got out of the boat, and he's like, Dad, I think I'm done. I'm like, no kidding, you're done. His face looked like Bob the Tomato. I mean, it was so red. He just slapped his face so many times. Listen, uh, Jesus wasn't going on some boat being pulled at 40 miles an hour to be able to ski to barefoot. He was walking on the water. Y'all, this is a true story. This really happened. And the only person that could do that is Jesus because he is God. Here's one last story. One last story. And I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you all a part to play. Okay? Everybody's got a role in this one. Okay? Here we go. Okay. Guys, guys, you're going to make a wind sound with your mouths like this. Or something. Okay, good. Perfect. Stop. Okay. Girls. Girls, you're going to take your legs and real lightly you're going to pat them like this. Okay, good, stop. Okay, adults, adults, because you might be the only ones capable, you're going to snap your fingers like this. Okay, everybody stop. Okay, everybody stop. Okay, here's the deal. Okay, in a second I'm going to start reading the story. And, and I'm going to have you guys start doing those sounds like real quiet, okay, real quiet. And then I want you to kind of build it up, okay. And then here's the, wait, not yet, not yet, not yet. Okay, now here's the key, okay? And this is a, I'm telling you, this is a super cool moment if we do it right. But if y'all screw it up, it's gonna be dumb and lame, okay? And you're gonna be mad at me. So we gotta do it right. Okay, so when I read the words, quiet, be still, then it has to go dead quiet, okay? Can we do this? I've, I've tried to do this 20 times. I don't know if anybody's ever succeeded. Okay, can we do this? Well, I believe in you, I believe in you. I believe in you, Peter Pan. Okay, listen. Okay, ready? Here we go. So I'll just read it, and you guys get ready with your motions. Here we go. Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Here we go. True story. That day when evening came, he, Jesus, said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they, they took him along just as he was in the boat. And there were also other boats with him. Okay, here we go. And a furious squall came up. Real quiet, real quiet. And the waves began to break over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. And Jesus was in the stern, sleeping. And Jesus woke and said, Teacher, we're going to drown. And so Jesus got up and he said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Let's try it one more time. Okay, look, 
Okay, I'm not gonna read this story. Everybody do their motion, quiet, be still. It's gotta be like no lap, just do it. Okay, ready? Here we go. Everybody on count three, real loud. Quiet, be still. Very good. Now, listen, this is the thing that's nuts. This is what's nuts. That's what was going on. This huge waves, this storm, the disciples are scared to death. They're like, Jesus, don't you care about us? We're about to die. And Jesus gets up and he's like, you know, yawning like. And, and in the midst of the storm, listen to this. He says, quiet, be still. And just like you guys experienced, I mean, it just went dead still. And why could he do that? Because Jesus is God. Jesus had the power over the waves. He could walk on water. He had the power over the storms. He could tell them to stop and he could calm. See, Jesus, and I need to understand this fact as we finish up, is Jesus was 100% man. He was God in a bod, but he was also 100% God. 100% plus 100%, I don't know how it works, but he was 100% man and 100% God. Let me finish with this verse. And then I'm going to finish with one question. I got one minute left. Hang with me. Philippians 2, 5 through 9 says this. This is what Jesus did. Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God something to be grasped. But he emptied himself, taking the very form of a servant and being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on a cross. So this is my question that I want to finish with you tonight. Look at me. Look at me. Because I don't want you to miss this. If you've been asleep the whole time, hear this one question. Who is Jesus to you? Now, don't look around at anybody else because this is the thing that I love about this age. No matter where you're at, 11 to 15 you are at a point right now where you are starting to figure out who Jesus is to you. See, you can't put your faith and trust in Jesus because of your parents, because of your pastors, because of your teachers, because of me, because of Hume Lake. This is your choice. And no one else's choice, other, no one else's choice except for yours. It's a question that you have to answer for yourself. Who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to you? And the way that you answer that question will change your life. And so we're going to talk more about that tomorrow. But tonight, as you go to bed, I hope that you fall asleep thinking about the question, who is Jesus to me? Let's pray. Daddy, again, we thank you for your word that tells us the stories, your inerrant and inspired word that we can trust, the source of all truth that we can trust, that tells us these stories about what happened with Jesus 2,000 years ago, where he claimed to be God and demonstrated it not through only just miracles, but these amazing moments where he had power over the world, walking on water, calming storms, healing people. And, and as he said to that woman at the well, look, you don't need that water because it's temporary. What you need is to drink from me, the living water so that you will never go thirsty again. And I pray over all of these preteens and these teens and even us as adults that we would honestly ask the question, who you are to us. 
Because we have to make a choice. Help us to wrestle with that. Help us to think it through. Help us to listen to you and talk to you and even talk to others, talk to adults, and, and, and just wrestle through that question, who you are to us. Thank you so much again for tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.